My name is Mallory Welch. And I'm Peter Hernandez. We want to welcome you to the first episode of Potion Equit. Where we'll talk about fun nerd stuff and drink our potion of choice. So sit back with us and you're ready to take it in as we have a lot to talk about. As a lot of you know, uh, San Diego Comic-Con just wrapped up and Marvel had all of Hall H this year and got to talk about what's coming up in... Um, the fourth and the fifth series of the MCU, so it's gonna be really interesting to see everything. Yeah, I'm really excited too. Um, also, a lot of our favorite shows have uh, their final seasons as well. Um, one of the panels that we were just discussing earlier was actually Supernatural having one of their final, you know, their final season and their also final panel. So that was also kind of emotional. And then the the big one from the DC universe is you have uh, Arrow wrapping up and. Yeah. We've already been told that the Flash will probably be ending soon. Uh, we know that Arrow for sure will be dying at the end in the crisis event. Yes. So lots of stuff ending this year. Yeah, but also lots of happy things happening too. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I think the one of the bigger things is uh, Marvel. We just talked about that with Phase 4. They've announced a new Black Widow movie. Uh, they have a big hit going with Shang-Chi. Yes. And that's one of those movies I'm really, really looking forward yeah. to. He's an awesome character, and I really hope that they're able to build into him before we move into things like where he gets to create the multiple bodies and everything. We actually yes. see him be that true Kung Fu master. And then the thing I'm really most excited about is we get to see the real Mandarin. Yes, that's, that's all, one of the things that I was hoping is that they would make it a little bit, I guess, more animated than live action. Yes. But I think either way, it's going to work. They're going to make it work because it's I mean, Marvel. The, the, so. the Ten Rings, we've been, we were introduced to that first in the first Iron Man movie. And Iron Man 3, it, it was a decent movie. I mean, I know yeah. a lot of people weren't happy with it. To me, it's a decent movie. I loved it. <laughs> and, then, and then we had the Mandarin who we find out is fake. And yeah. He, he was a joke. And if you understand that aspect, you can take Iron Man 3 and say, okay, this was a great movie. Matter of fact, I have one of my coworkers going back and watching all the MCU movies because she's never oh, seen them. And yeah. I asked her what she thought about Iron Man 3. She goes, I love it. She goes, I don't understand why people hate it. I was like, well, if you look at it from a fan, a true fan aspect, it's yes. like... They missed up the manner in who's arguably one of the greatest villains in Marvel. Yeah, and that's the thing that I'm, I'm really starting to appreciate with as the further that Marvel goes with all these extra characters is it makes you want to go back. It makes you yes. want to go watch the, the movies before. And we actually kind of started a little mini marathon at home uh, before we saw Infinity War. And now, after watching Captain Marvel, and then, you know, my daughter is obsessed with Captain Marvel. And she's like, who's this person? Why is that person important? I'm like, remember it was from this one movie. Yeah. She's like, no, it was five when that came out I'm like okay well let's rewatch it so we just did a full marathon and then we're and then we're falling in love with these movies all over again that we thought that we didn't like like their first second I, I didn't really wasn't a big fan of Winter Soldier but now with the new Captain America yes. I'm pumped I'm so excited so it makes me love that movie I, like Winter Soldier that's probably a top three Marvel movie for me right there just the way it was everything done the fight scenes were just fantastic yeah. when you see both Captain America, Winter Soldier going at it, and then you see Captain America come to realize, oh, this is my best friend right yeah. here, and <laughs> it all just kind of hits him at once, yeah. and they have that epic fight scene, and then it just goes from there. Yeah, well, also, too, another thing uh, I, I'm really excited for is Disney+, Plus. and yes. like I was saying, I have DC Unlimited, uh, I use it frequently, probably like maybe 
five times a week. <laughs> but I'm, I'm more excited for Disney Plus because not only is it comics and, you know, but it's also like it's, it's a way to mix all of the things together yes. and then add new things to it that you normally wouldn't get. So you don't necessarily have to go to a theater to see this. You can sit at home in your pajamas and watch it. Yeah. So that I'm so totally down for. Like the, <laughs> my absolute favorite thing about the Disney Plus is you're going to get all the original Disney yes. cartoon movies. So original Lion King, original Aladdin. Yes. You get to go back and those are movies I got to watch growing up as a kid. And yeah. uh, w with my godchildren right now, I'll, I'll sit there with them and my goddaughter, her favorite movie right now is The Lion King. And yeah, that's how my kids are. And The Lion King sits on repeat at her house. Yep. We either watch Lion King or Aladdin. We I haven't seen either of the live actions yet because my kids don't do well in theaters and I don't want to be that that mom that brings the kids because after the last Avengers no it was just it was I was like okay you're you're like making other people upset so I'm that mom where I'm like well if we can watch it at home then that would make it so much easier for everybody there you go. exactly <laughs> I mean so let's talk about phase four of the Marvels yes. so we have that launching and I believe it's May of next year yeah. starting with the Black Widow yeah and they're gonna introduce my favorite anti-hero of all time Taskmaster oh I forgot about Yes, so he will be the main villain of uh, Black Widow, and I'm really hoping that it's not a one-and-done villain, because yeah. in the comics, I mean, he's trained Captain America, yes. he's trained some of your best villains, and while he's, yes, he's a villain, he's the guy who wants to make money, you can't yeah, knock him for that. And exactly. You, you'll get to see him fight in Marvel, probably the greatest spy there is. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited, too, that with all these new movies that they announced, because, like you said, they're bringing in characters that you've been questioning just yes. like what they did whenever okay whenever spider-man finally became a part of the avengers and everyone's like oh thank god you know and it's kind of like that where i feel like in a way it's like they're they're wanting to hear the fans they're listening to what the fans are saying and they're yes. they're completely with open arms yes we hear you so here's this character <laughs> and, and it's, it's just amazing and, and that's the thing you have to love kevin Feige for is he knows fans what they yes. want and he wants to give them the best and exactly. he takes all that to heart i mean we have um d23 coming up in august and he's already said oh there's gonna be some more he goes uh when he was at uh, uh san diego this year he goes i didn't get to, get to talk about fantastic four i didn't get to talk about the x-men oh yeah those are all gonna be part of marvel universe now and a matter of fact it was confirmed by deadline today that deadpool x-men and fantastic four will sit under kevin Feige. so it's not perfect. gonna set anybody from fox so kevin's gonna have full creative control of that and Maybe we'll finally get some great Fantastic Four yes, movies. That's, I mean, that's what I was hoping for too. Is because I really do honestly love that series as a comic, but I feel like a lot of ways that it's been translated into a movie form isn't necessarily what you would expect exactly. it to be. So if they do it right, and you know, if and if with him, I know that everything's going to be awesome. So and it's just a conversation I was having with my cousin over the weekend was about the new Wolverine. Yeah. Everybody knows he Jackman is Wolverine, just like everybody knows Tony Stark is Robert Downey Jr. It's one of those iconic roles. Chris Evans is Captain America. You, yeah. It's hard to recast, but at some point it will happen. And we, we were talking about who would be the best person for Wolverine, and my pick would be uh, Scott Eastwood, Clint Eastwood's son. Yes, and I, I think that would be perfect. Look perfect. I mean, he's still relatively unknown. He's been in a yeah. couple movies here and there. And he has the height, he has the look. Yes, and that's another thing, too, that I was thinking is he would be, like, a perfect, like, not too young, not too yes. old, because we've already seen 
all of the things that Hugh Jackman has done. Yes. <laughs> you know, so, and I mean, it, it would be amazing. Hugh Jackman, amazing actor, does amazing things, but he was too tall to play Wolverine. Yeah. And uh, Scott Eastwood, I believe he sits somewhere around that 5'10", five, 5'9", five, area, which is perfect for oh, Wolverine. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. Still a couple inches too tall, but hey, we can live with that. Yeah, um, I mean... I know the other person being considered right now is, what's his name, from uh, Kingsman. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, my gosh, I'm having a brain fart. <laughs> and, yeah. and then there, there, there's been concepts drawn for both of them and I would be open to either one of yeah. those yeah I mean either one of them would be amazing and that's another thing too is you know as we're seeing like with Into, this, into the Spider Into the Spider-Verse and yes. all that kind of stuff you know where they're opening up the idea of other instances yes. of these characters where it's like okay well maybe we could take from this maybe we can take from that and now because I mean it's Oscar winning everyone loved yes. it and it was a Phenomenal perfect movie. it was a perfect concept so now I feel like that is completely changing too we may start seeing more animated films oh, we've they Marvel's already confirmed their official first one for the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe the uh, the Watchers movie so yeah. we'll learn about the Watcher and what he learned about Avengers and the end game yeah. and everything um, but if you haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse yet any of you are not a comic book fan highly recommend it it's truly an amazing movie and you get to see Miles Morales and him grow up and become that new Spider-Man. Oh, that's that awesome. Absolutely love it. It's become one of my favorite movies. Oh, and sweet. Even if you're not a comic book fan, highly recommend yeah, it. Yeah, I'll check that out. That's awesome. But they've uh, they've already also confirmed the multiverse is going to exist. Yes. Doctor Strange 2 yes. is going to explore that. And speaking of that, Marvel's very first horror movie. Yes, and that's what I'm so excited about. Because whenever I was a senior in high school, you know, your senior thesis that you write. And it's like the huge project at the end of the year. We all had to draw things out of a hat, and for some odd apparent reason, the stars were aligned, and I got to do about a gothic novel. And I was like, but, and people think gothic novel, they think Dracula, they yes. think, but actually, the reason why the gothic novel is so important, that is the first time in history that they decided to mix something frightening with something beautiful yes. at the same time. So it's like they kind of threw that love aspect in there. And because of that, we have horror movies. Because yeah. if you watch a horror movie, there's always a love scene. There's always a couple. There's always some kind of, yes. just to take away from the fact that this is frightening. So now I'm so excited for that because not only am I looking forward to something you know, grotesque and horrible. I'm looking forward to something being like beautiful at the same time. You know. And then my only issue with that, and I fully understand it, is they've already confirmed it won't be rated R. It'll be a yeah. PG-13 movie. But again, it's Marvel. I understand yeah. there are rated movies. Deadpool, Ken Fig's already gone on record. He's not going to touch yes. that. It is what it is. Perfect things. But I would love to see a true jump at you horror R-rated movie from Marvel. But I understand when you're bringing in. A very popular character like Doctor Strange yes. and another very popular character, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Teaming up together, you don't want to alienate your crowd. Exactly. And you want to make it, you know, viewable for everyone. But at the same time, I feel like a PG-13 rating would be better because the original comics, being the way that they were, were not, you know... So, I guess I wouldn't use the word, like, vulgar, but they were yeah. just... They were, they were very in-your-face, yes. but it wasn't too much. It was, like, just a perfect blend. And I feel like Marvel has done a lot of that lately. And hopefully they continue. That's true. So while we're on the, the talking about comic books, something that's been popping up recently is Dave Batista. Yes. Everybody knows him <laughs> in Marvel as Drax. He's done a fantastic job. He's followed The Rock, made that transition going from the yeah. WWE, WWF into an actor. And to me, he's a better actor than The Rock. Yeah. The, the range is there, and The Rock tends to get typecast and... Fun, lovable guy. Everybody loves him, but Dave Bautista, you can actually see he's a 
he wants to be a legitimate actor and yes, he works towards it. Yes, he actually, and also to his range is is a little bit deeper. I feel like in a, in the way that if you were to ever watch his wrestling, which I have because I have family that yes. watch wrestling, <laughs> but he's he's capable of of being strong, but also like kind of soft, but not in a way that's kind of comedic yeah. you know it feels very genuine it doesn't feel it, like it's campy it does <laughs> you know so the dang with Dave Batista. so he's done a fantastic job as Drax and when you go back and look at the character and I'm really excited to see what they explore with Drax especially yes. with their Guardian of the Galaxy yes uh, he's been rumored that he is going to play the new Bane yes he's open to it he wants to do it I will admit he is the perfect specimen for it. He has the look, he has the height, he has the weight. It's everything. My only issue with this is if you read the Bang comic books, he is Mexican. Yes. He was <laughs> born and raised in a Mexican prison. Yeah. And he ends up leading one of the deadliest cartels in Mexico and becomes one of the greatest villains in the world. Yeah. I, I think this is the time for either DC or Marvel to truly embrace that culture. I, I mean. think so too. And it's been a long time coming and with the way that we see how they're able to pretty much not only pick a well-known actor or comedian or former sports star, they're also picking smaller actors and people <laughs> that you wouldn't normally see in a role like that. And I feel like that kind of opens the door for more, I guess, more diversity yep. in a sense that you're not only being diverse with your nationality and your characters and the way that they look and the way that they're being, you know, projected. It's more of like, hey, we're being more open to up and coming yep. talent, I mean, and I think that that's a huge deal too. It's proven right there with Shang Chi. It's yes. a relatively unknown Canadian Chinese actor. He was, uh, I believe, he was in Riot and he was in a couple oh, yeah. other things and. But it's funny that there was a tweet of him that he tweeted back in 2014. I believe it was, hey, Marwar, congratulations. I'm getting Captain America and Thor right. But where's the Asian actor? Yes, there? And, and I saw that too. And I was like, wow, like this is... Five like, years later, history he's History just happened in his favor over a tweet. And, like, that's amazing. And, and it's really funny. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you haven't seen the Hall H stream yet, I really recommend Variety did a great job of covering mm -hmm. it. And there's a one-hour stream yeah. of it. and. He opens up by speaking nothing about Chinese, and then everybody understand. that. No, nobody knew what he was saying. Yeah. But you could tell he's really ready to embrace that role. Yes. And it's that first Asian American character, and I really would love that to be for Bane. I would love to see uh, a luchadora from Mexico. Yes. I know they're generally on the smaller side, sub sub six feet. They're usually between five seven to five ten. But if you can find that one giant one that's six four six yes. five and has the muscle and everything. I would absolutely love that because that would get that prominence from somebody who's from Mexico to yes. truly own the role. That I mean, would be great. If you, the last time we had Bane was Tom Hardy. Yeah. Fantastic actor. I wasn't a huge fan of the character. Yeah, I didn't really feel it. It kind of felt forced. It kind of felt like they were trying too hard to make it be, I guess, a lot like the comics, yeah. but where they fell short was not just so much the the talent but just the the, the writing they, and the direction they took away his ability he <laughs> yeah. the, the serum yes the serum gives him energy gives him strength it makes him one of the strong strongest beings on earth and they explain it oh it's to control his pain yes okay come on you're you're talking about bane the uh, original uh or the 90s batman it was the one where he was with oh, uh yes. th 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 was it mr freeze or was it the one poison ivy i think it was poison ivy yes the one Poison Ivy, a cheesy movie, absolutely, yeah. but they're great movies to go back and watch because the one-liners, the 
the nipple suits. Yes. And it's like, come on. But they got that bang right. Yeah. And I think it's time for the comics to do that. I mean, and even Marvel, they've already they've already confirmed that Miss Marvel, so she'll be the first Muslim yes. uh, superhero to appear on screen. She'll, there are rumors she'll come out in Captain Marvel too. But for me, is where is that Hispanic hero? Is exactly. that Latino? We've had uh, Robbie Reyes on Agents of Shield. Yes. He did a fantastic job, and it's rumored that he is going to do a Hulu series based on Ghost Rider oh, for his nice. Rob, Robbie, for the Robbie Reyes character. Um, other than that, uh, we have Miles Morales. Yes. Which is, My I believe, he's <laughs> Puerto Rican, I believe. Yes. And then your other big one is America Chavez. Yes. So Stephanie Beatrice, which if you're not familiar with her, Brooklyn Nine Nine, watch it, funny show. Cosplayed as her earlier. Yes, and, and it was it was very amazing because it looked like it took a lot of time and a lot of effort, and you don't really see that often in people who cosplay that yes. are. You know, not so much like in the the comic realm. They're just, you know, they're acting on TV or yes. they're acting in movies, but they're not doing comic book movies. So to see another actor throw like together this amazing costume, I was just floored. I was like, whoa! And, it, and what makes it so great is it's a very basic costume. Yes. It's literally just shorts, it's very simple, a, a shirt with she... a star on it, and a jean jacket. But the way she pulled it all together, yeah. it looks absolutely yeah, perfect it for looks it. Perfect. But for me, she's. I love that she cosplayed, but a little too old for my taste america yeah. chavez is someone who's in the late teens early 20s yeah. we really need that young up-and-coming hispanic actress to play that role yes and i think it's time for marvel to go out there hey let's find somebody let's do it it's a big win for the hispanic community it's a big win for the lgbtq so, yes so, I mean, so and also too just for young women in general yes. we need more young women i think I, you know, especially having a daughter, my daughter's 11, mm -hmm. so she's just now getting into Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman and all these things, and she's feeling very happy to see, you know, well, maybe I could be a superhero too one day yeah. if I wanted to be an actress, you know, but uh, to show, like, to younger crowds and be like, no, you can be a superhero yes. too, even though you're still in high school. And, and, and <laughs> you, you, don't have, you don't even have to have superpowers. Shuri is yeah. the perfect example with it. Yeah. Uh, and the MCU, she is technically the smartest person in the universe. And yeah. you saw what she did in the movie with the Black Panther suit. Yes, that was amazing. Coming back, creating the weapons for herself. Yes. And hey, you did this wrong on Vision. Why didn't you do this? And everybody's confused. Oh, we didn't think about it. Yeah. And, and she's like, here she okay, comes. Here like... she comes, saves the day. And <laughs> And Marvel's done a fantastic job with bringing in the women, yes, and, and a lot of people complain about the scene in Endgame where yes, it's just all the did. women. Which everyone that I've talked to that has complained is a, is a male yeah. who doesn't typically watch movies with yes. females, and like my phone, I'm obsessed with Sailor, Sailor Moon. Moon. Sailor Moon changed my life. My kids love it. My son loves it. Everyone in my family loves Sailor it's Moon. It's a great and series. It was the first time that I'd ever seen a movie, a live-action movie, with that many females yeah. just ready to just charge together. And, and it was, it was, it was amazing. It was arguably the first series I got it started. I mean, we've Captain Marvel's been around for a while. We've had Wonder Woman, but yeah. there's never been that team of strong female yeah. heroes until Sailor Moon. Yes. And then now you got what Marvel did. And I, for me, the issue with that scene was it kind of put a stop to everything. Yeah, it slowed it, it way too of, down. It kind of felt it, like everything. Like, what about all the other things yes, that are going on? It, 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 it felt <laughs> way know? too forced. Yeah. I, I was. I love the fact that they did it, and I think it was the right thing to yeah. do. But there could have been a different way to shoehorn I, everything in there. I think that the, it could have been done also a little bit shorter because it yes. kind of felt like that was like like it kind of felt like that was taking too long than it really needed to because they were trying to prove a point, yes. which was understandable and great. But you know, I kind of just want to see 
women just yeah. kicking butt in general. Like, not just in one scene. I want to see them, like, do that throughout, like, for a whole movie. I, I mean, <laughs> in, 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 in theory, Captain Marvel could have won that whole war for them, yeah. but... Again, you don't want to ruin it. Exactly. You want to, you know, have everybody's favorite appear at some point. Exactly. And I think Marvel did a fantastic job with Endgame. And spoiler, if you haven't seen it, too bad. It comes out on uh, <laughs> July 30th, digital, uh, sometime mid-August, if you're yeah. the person who likes to buy Blu-rays. Um, Tony Stark dies at the end of it. Yes. And I think it was absolutely perfect that they gave Robert Downey Jr. one of the most iconic lines where he gets to say again, I am Iron Man. And yeah. It's started with him and it ended with him and it's 10 years or 11 years later 20 some odd films and you have a guy who went through some of the worst things in life to become one of the most iconic actors in the world and a hell of a businessman because he negotiated to get a percentage of the profits for Endgame and he's made like 70 something million dollars off of it and I remember there was a huge stink about that too where people were like can you believe how much he's made and I'm like what He's Iron Man. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> like, he's Tony Stark. He's a billionaire. I mean, you, you can't fault him for wanting to be one in real exactly. life. Exactly. So, I mean, you and know. And while it's sad that he won't be appearing in any more movies, it's, you know, his memory's going to be there. He's going to, yes. he's always going to be around. And if that was shown in the new Spider-Man movie, which if you haven't seen Far From Home, highly recommend yes, it. Yes, I still need to go see it because they, it came out around the time of my birthday and I really wanted to go see it, but the problem was my kids are obsessed with Spider-Man, and I was like, okay, I know one of you is going to yes. sit still, the other one's not, and if I miss a scene, I'm, I'm going to be upset, so, you know, we'll just wait. But And for Marvel's first movie after Endgame to explain everything, they really did a fantastic job. Oh, cool. It was really awesome, the way they brought everything together. Um, I told my boss and my one of my other co-workers to go see it, and... Neither one of them are super huge comic fans, but they're like, this was really a great movie. Oh, really? The way they brought everything together, the way they uh, memorialized Tony Stark in the movie, and oh, they built awesome. that bridge and explained, hey, you know what? It's been five years that some people just disappeared and just came back. Yeah. They touch on all of that, and oh. you, you see Spider-Man growing up and come to realization that, hey, I'm not a leader, but I'm that person who's that's, still going to be around the hell. That's the reason that my kids love Peter Parker so much is because he is young and he's still learning and he's still trying to, you know, cope with the fact that he's a superhero and has to go to high school. High school, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of the draw towards them, which with that being said, I kind of want to talk about Batman again with casting how if we're talking about casting <laughs> with, 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 with uh, mr twilight becoming yes, the new batman. I, i've been wanting to talk about this so bad um okay so i was like most women huge into the twilight books i mean i read i went through them i read them all i liked the movies okay but i really liked the actors uh that were the other vampires i'm gonna say the movies are horrible yeah to me. the other the other i felt like there's a lot of things that they missed that they just didn't care about. For instance, like, you know, Galveston with mountains. Um, that was strange. And then, but I loved all the other, all the other, like, yeah. you know, one-off characters that weren't the main, I did not like the main characters. I liked all the other ones. So, with that being said, I did not watch the last movie. I will not ever watch these movies again. It was just like a, it was a trendy thing that was going on, so everyone watched I, it. I watched it just to kind of know what was going on, yeah. and, I, and I was confused by the end of it. Oh, yes. I was just like, on what level does any of this make sense? But with that being said, I've seen all of the other movies that Mr. Robert Pattinson has done. 
Harry Potter. Yes. And well, his other movies that he has done have just blown my mind. Oh, fantastic one, actor. One has been directed by Cronenberg, another by Werner Herzog. Just these amazing films. And you're watching it and you forget who he is yeah. as an actor. I'm like, I'm not even thinking about Twilight at this moment. No. What is Twilight? Because this guy is doing this bank heist and it feels real. You know, and he has on a huge beard. And he really gets into the roles of method acting where he'll gain weight, lose weight, shave his head, get a crazy beard. You know, and you honestly believe that he is a legitimate actor and not just a pretty boy yeah. in some trendy movie. So speaking of pretty boys... Let's go back to 2008, 2009. Oh, yeah. Heath Ledger. Yes, exactly. People were throwing a fit that <laughs> they're casting this pretty boy I remember as, the concept art. People were flipping out over it. As the most, arguably the most iconic villain in comic book history, yes. the Joker. And, and after this, I want to touch on the upcoming Joker movie. Yes. They, but you then get arguably the greatest performance in comic book history. Exactly, and even to this day, people say that he is the best Joker, hands down. I remember I had a group of friends, and we were sitting at the bar discussing movies, and they are just like, I can't believe that. He's going to ruin this franchise. He's going to be the worst Joker ever. What are they thinking? Yep. This is going to be nuts. Then the movie comes out, and I swear... Two weeks later, they run into Spencer's and Hot Topic, and they're wearing shirts with his face on it. And I am, too. <laughs> but I never doubted it I, from the, the beginning. <laughs> so, when they announced Heath Ledger as Joker, everybody had a meltdown. The yeah. thing I noticed different this time around is when Robert Pattinson was announced as Batman, people were like, okay, wait, they're casting the Twilight guy. Yeah. I'm going to hold my thoughts here. Because yeah. they got to ride with Heath Ledger. They got to ride with Christian Bell. Yes. Let's see what they do with him. Exactly. And not to mention, also, I kind of feel like it, it's not really so much about the actor as it is the direction, the yes. writing, the production, the editing. I mean, I mean I, you, Nolan is one of the greatest yes. around. So. so, I mean, you know, no one's going to be able to top what The Dark Knight was for all of us, and we don't yeah. expect it to. That's what makes it live forever in, in its infancy. You My know? only request for this upcoming Batman movie is please do not be another origin story. Yes, and that's another thing, too, that I was worried about because him being a younger Batman, whereas we've seen the, the old Batman, yes. the old Bruce Wayne, we've seen the where he's too tired and he's just like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. But a new one, we've also seen a lot of origins coming up recently with young versions of this character. And let me tell you about my story. Well, we already know Batman's yeah. story. If you don't know Batman's story... You, you've been living under a yeah, rock. Even, like, if, even if you're not a comic <laughs> book fan, I can. Yeah. You can find anybody. Oh yeah, his parents were killed. Yes, and blah blah blah, blah blah blah. But look, let's go back to the Joker real quick. Yes. Oh, and I'm actually really excited for this. <laughs> I'm not. I'm in the complete opposite. Don't get me wrong. Joaquin Phoenix, amazing actor. Yes. I'm sure he's gonna do a phenomenal job. My issue with this is again, you have the most iconic villain in yeah. comic book history who's never had a backstory. And there's so many ways that they could make it wrong. And that's another thing, too, that I'm hoping is that they don't focus too much on his origin story. Kind of like what Rob Zombie did with the Halloween franchise. Yes. Like, that's my favorite hands-down horror movie of all time. But when Rob Zombie did it and he wanted to have a whole origin story for Michael Myers, I'm just like... Do we need this? You don't. And but do we need to know why the man behind the mask that's murdering people is the way that he is because of his childhood? No. Like, so no, that's kind of how I feel with that. And then with the Joker, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix, he touches on it in the movie. He goes, I'm just, I'm a guy without a plan. I'm a, I'm a dog chasing a car. I don't know why I'm doing it. I'm just going to do it. And yeah. that's what made the Joker great is yeah. you never knew what he was going to do. He could one second letter be a good guy who's going to help you up. 
five seconds later, oh, let me put a bullet in your head. Exactly. Or, or spray you in the face with acid. And yes. It's like, why are we getting an origin movie for somebody who doesn't need an origin? And also, too, my favorite Batman is The Killing Joke. And if anyone's ever read that, you know the horrible things that yes. he does. And it's just like, by today's standards, you couldn't even like that, that, recreate that with humans, which I love the animated film. It's amazing. But still, I feel like... The things that the Joker does in the comics to versus that girl, I was like, yeah, okay, and they went to the extreme yeah, with that. Yeah, it's like, and whoa, you went there, you know. So it's like, kind of, do we need to know about this guy? Like, no, I kind of don't want to know and, his origin story. And, and that's what makes Joker the Joker. It's like you don't know who he is, you don't know where yeah. he came from, and that's He's a why man of mystery. And that's why I, I know I'm gonna, I'm gonna go see the movie just because oh, yeah. I know me, and I know it's probably gonna be a decent movie, but it's just. It's like you're taking a piece of my childhood away from yes. me. Like nobody knows and who the Joker is. It's kind of like, you know, all these movies that come around Christmas where it's like, let's do the backstory about yeah. Santa. And it's like, can no. we just not? Like, yes. <laughs> no, let it be done with it. I mean, it's like, I understand a lot of other Batman's villains needed to have a backstory. Yeah. Mr. Freeze uh, was going to lose his wife. Yes. Um, Poison Ivy wants to save the planet. And when they become the, the yes. villain, just like with Catwoman, in a way, it's like you, you're empathetic where you're like, well, yeah. you go, girl. Yeah. I probably would have snapped like that, too. You know? And it's just like kind of, you know, where you empathize with them. But the Joker is not someone you yeah. would empathize with. Same thing with the whole... Harley Quinn Joker relationship. relationship where it's like people are and I, I love people who go into cosplay no matter who they want to do but there's certain boundaries that I feel like need to be you know discussed and especially when it comes to like 2019 the, the women's movement that we're having right now he was abusive. He was. He was a terrible person. And you don't want to look up to a relationship like that and, you know, romanticize abuse. But you, so. you can't help but to empathize with Harley Quinn because yes. she was a psychiatrist. She yes. had a doctorate. She knew what she was doing, but she falls in love with this person and she's become her own patient. She doesn't know exactly. any better. So you, you feel for her and you like, yeah. you can see where some of these women who are in this abusive relationships and things yeah. are happening, you, you see why it happens. Exactly. But you're absolutely right. It doesn't need to happen. People shouldn't be idolizing this. Oh, I'm the yeah. joke and she's my Harley Quinn. Yeah, and, you know, it's like, that's that's not really something no. that you should strive to be like. <laughs> Batman, Catwoman, I can kind of see, yes. but you don't really want to be in a relationship with the thief. Exactly. Yeah. So... So, other big things we have coming up, Star Wars. Yes, I'm so stoked about those. So, Star Wars, the new, is officially coming to an end for the Skywalker saga. Yes, and that's also another thing, too, that I kind of want to talk about, because I know a lot of people have been questioning who Rey's father is, or who her parents really are, and is she a Kenobi, is she a Skywalker, you know... These are things that I kind of also don't want the answer to. I want her to just be her own person. You know? I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with her being her own person and doing different things. So yeah. the thing is, what direction do they go with it? Yeah. What do they do? Who is she? I mean, yeah. she can be a mystery. And I'm perfectly okay with her parents just being junkers. Yes. And if that's, a, if that's what they want to do, let it be. Yes. And that was kind of whole, my, my idea as well. Is, you know, I, just, I kind of want to kind of not deviate from the Skywalker family. But I felt like a lot of people could probably empathize with this. But, like, we need 
other families. I feel like we've been talking about the drama mm-hmm. of, you know, the, I, I call it, this is my joke that I call the new Star Wars movies, any of them that have come out that, since the 70s. It's called Keeping Up with the Skywalkers because it's literally just about yeah, it's their just family. about them. I mean, and it's like, what about all the other families? What about, also, too, I want to see a female Sith, but that's that's a stretch. <laughs> it could be done, and but it's just like the Han Solo movie. Yeah. Unnecessary. Yes. That that movie, I felt like, you know who needs a who needs their own movie? Chewie. Chewie needs his own movie. He, he needs can rip his own a man's movie. arm off. I want to see it. <laughs> I mean, I, I would have loved a solo Lando Calrissian movie. Yes. How, hearing how he became who he is yes. and the top gambler. And I would have perfect, Donald Glover would have been perfect for it. He killed it in that role. Yes, it was amazing. But then we have Han Solo's original love interest in that yes, movie. Yes, yes. Amelia Clark. Yeah, and that also felt very strange, which we know that. You know, at some point he did have a love interest, but I felt like that kind of took away from his personality that he is, who he is, being just, you know, that rogue guy that just, you know, travels the galaxy with his best friend. It's like, why do we need to bring a love interest into this? You guys have a bromance already. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, Christmas, it, it all wraps up. Yeah. It, we're finally going to see the end of it, what's going to happen with Ray, the... I, I wasn't expecting the trailer to drop when it did. Yes, and... that was a surprise. I was actually, uh, I had gotten a text from, my daughter uses, uh, I she has an iPod, so she'll text me and she'll, you know, she was like, hey mom, you seen the trailer? And then within three seconds, everyone else in my family's blowing up my phone. And I'm like, yes, I've seen it, you know, yeah, and I want funny. more. I'm, I'm, I'm calling one of the guys I work with, so I'm very, he's a senior VP in my company, huge Star Wars nerd. I'm texting him. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, call me right now. He goes, I'm in, I, was, I, I know you're in a meeting. Call me right now. Yeah. He's like, okay. He goes, let me step out. I was like, the new Star Wars trailer. He's like, shut up. He's like, the new, I was like, yes. <laughs> so George leaves this meeting, runs to the, his office, and he watches it five times in a row. Yeah. I, I was like, I'm just upset that there's not more. Like, that, that was actually, I don't really get into teaser trailers very much to the point where I want to watch them again. But, but this, that, that yes. was one you, you've got to watch at least 20 times, you know, to really to, get To catch whole, everything. Yeah. And, <laughs> so, and then that leads to the next thing where I'm really hoping that they truly go with this is Knights of the Old Republic. Yes. And that I'm super excited for. Actually, more, I wouldn't say more so, but I would say a little bit kind of more so than what I saw in the Star Wars trailer. And I, what I love about that is you'll finally see the origins of the Jedi. Yes. You'll understand where they're coming from and different things. And that's re- really what I'm looking yes. forward to. And great source material for it. So you know they can probably... If you never played the games, highly recommend the games. Yes. They're amazing games. They're actually uh, probably in my top ten. Yes. And I typically... like I, I've played uh, Battlefront. That was okay. My kids used to play Disney Infinity yeah. with the Star Wars uh, version. And it was really funny because I actually got my son into Knights of the Old Republic um, because I was just watching the gameplay, and he loves Twitch now. So he's only, he'll be four next month, but he just will just sit there and just watch all these different trailers and things like that. And when that trait, when he first saw the look on his face, I, I just couldn't, I was like, I had to pause it and like take a picture of his <laughs> face because he was just like, <gasps> the like you can just ever. see his little mind like I'm like this is Star Wars baby <laughs> you so, know? <laughs> so my only worry with that is is who's producing and who's directing yes it. that's what I was thinking too I, I really hope that they 
do something a little bit different than what they've done. So, and that this will lead us into our last segment here. Yeah. Talking about Game of Thrones. So yes. The producers of Game of Thrones are supposedly going to do Knights of the Old Republic. And yes. for the true Star Wars fans, it's a big thing. But season eight was something different for Game of Thrones. Yes. It was definitely very different and very surprising. <laughs> I mean, we I watched the season 8 finale with my family and we really didn't know how to react to it. Yeah. It wasn't horrible, but it was definitely different. Um Amelia Clark was something else. Yes. It I mean, it is what it is, but if you're anywhere on Reddit, Facebook, you see the hate that's being toward, yes. thrown towards there. Seth Rogen just went on a rant against the producers of Game of Thrones on how they refuse to show up to San Diego to face their fans. Yeah. And, and he's right. Yeah. And, and I completely agree with that as well because I feel like not that they owe the fans an apology or that they, you know, just just let them let them speak, hear them out. And you might be surprised. There might be people in the audience who didn't hate it, that loved it, and then they hear someone else's perspective. Because at first I was very upset with a lot of the backlash because I didn't really hate it. I didn't have a lot of... I guess when it comes to shows like Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, Supernatural, where anything can happen, especially if it's not going after a book because I've read all the books. So at this point, it's like they're taking it off-road. So when they're taking it off-road, you don't know what's going to happen. So you kind of have to be positive. But every time that something great and positive would happen, everyone would cheer. I saw the video of when Arya killed the Night King and everyone exploded. And, you know, they're just so happy. And then the next episode is like, meh. And then Daenerys kills everyone. And they're like, no! You know, and I'm just like, okay, well, like, you had all these good things, so it's like yin and yang, you gotta have a balance. You can't, you know. The issue is the bad started outweighing the good. Yes, and it was... I I love the fact that Arya killed the Night King. Yes. But the issue was, he should have been fighting Jon Snow. Yes. And I would have been perfectly fine with Jon about to be killed and then Arya saving him. Yes. And that could have made it a whole lot better, but... The, the rumor is season 8 ended up the way it did is because they had just signed the contract with Disney to do Knights of the Old Republic. So oh. they wanted to start focusing on that. So they were, it did kind of feel forced. And this is in hindsight. I was actually talking with one of my friends who works in film. And uh, she does editing and she also has worked with sound. And the way that she was explaining it to me is that the reason it took so long for them to film was because they didn't have any snow. And they yes. were trying, so they were trying to find the perfect location because the show films all over the world. Yes. And so with the filming of the, and picking the right location, not only that, but getting all that cast and all that crew, I mean, thousands of people, you've got horses, you've got wolves, mm-hmm. you've got people pretending to be CGI dragons and stuff, you know, I mean, that's a lot to load and that's a lot to do. So in a way they were, I felt like they were focusing more on the production of it physically and not the writing. Not the direction. That's, I mean, and then you hear HBO has gone on record. They offered them $200 million for 10, 10 episodes, and they said, no, we can do it in six for $15 million. So it's like, okay. Yeah. So you, you turn down the budget, and I understand you, maybe you don't want to do more, but I, I would have loved to have seen the, the battle against the White Walkers go two episodes. Yes, it was actually very, and that's another complaint of mine, is that it felt very, very forced and kind of like watered down. But then there are certain moments that were very drug out. Yes. And that's another thing, too, the, that I was really worried about is that 
with it not having a book that they were just gonna go nuts. nuts. And there was that one episode where like nothing happened. The one where they were in the cave. Yes. You know, underground. And that was like that episode where it was like, can we just end it here? Because that was good. <laughs> you know. Uh, so. It is what it is. Yeah. So we're c coming up at the end of our time. Yep. So we want to thank Coral Sword for having yes, us here. Yes, thank you guys. And if, awesome. you're in, if you're in Houston and you haven't been to Coral Sword, highly recommend it. Great brews, great yes. teas, great coffees. And they actually created our potion of the show today. is a jasmine lemonade yes. that Mallory got to have earlier. It was earlier. amazing. And I'm a lemonade connoisseur, so it was really good. So that was our potion of the show for this weekend. Yes. Come in here, ask for Sandy, get a jasmine lemonade, you're going to be well taken care of. Uh, who knows, you might get lucky, get to see Hunter Pence or Ming, both owners of the, of the place we're at right now, and both huge comic people, games, you can do whatever you want over here and have a great time. Yes. So big thanks to Coral Sword for having us here today yes. for our first episode. Thank you. So, we will be back soon for episode number two. Mallory and I are hammering out what we're going to talk about for the future episode and where we're going to have it at. We have a couple places in mind already. Uh, for it. And then we'll feature a brand new potion of the show as well. Yes. And then, Mallory, anything else you want to yes, add? Yes, and also, too, I want to let everyone know to send us some ideas that you have or things that you yes. would want us to talk about or just, you know, things that are coming up in the future. And instead of just having it be done on social amongst your friends, it could be more interactive for us because then we can get your interaction and then, you know, it'll just kind of share the wealth yeah. with everyone so I think it'd be great if we could get more ideas and, and, and then we're always happy to have people to give your opinion to us come yes. visit us at our next location and talk to us and we can have the talks yes and we could also use some guests in the future too yes. that would be fun and it doesn't matter the topic as long as it's you know something that you're really passionate about alright so I'm Peter Hernandez and I'm Mallory Welch so thank you for listening to us on Potion Equip this week thank you